developed, created, and owned by James Pro Artistry Productions. If a friend is looked at as a brother, then should not a brother also be looked at as a friend? Hi, welcome to the James Poe Artistry Productions moment this week, where it's not a moment. This is actually like what the Perceptive Readers podcast was, where, you know, I can go on uh, for an extended amount of time, really developing and sharing this subject with you. And the subject that we're dealing with is considered probably for you, for many of you, uh, the deep things of God, uh, the deep things of God. And before I go into it, I still want to say once again, if a friend is considered a brother, should a brother not be considered a friend as well? Now, for some of your uh, raising and background, you know exactly what that means, y'all. Principally, and you felt it again to the extent of love that it is supposed to be. Uh, to so much to a degree that it wouldn't even cross your mind that any commercial aspects of life, mundane things of life, would ever cause you to want to betray, you see, or give up that type of connection. Not the two, yes, threefold bond, if you will, your brother, your friend, and God. And see, and yes, I'm talking about this, whether you have the relationships of uh, two young ladies, two little girls, uh, older women, See, good friends, good sisters, same thing with men, young men, two little boys, brothers. See, a closeness, a bond that if anyone, commercial aspects or otherwise, you would always realize, no, that is nothing compared to the value that I have with this person, to the value that I have with this connection. All right. And so one thing about understanding matters, you see, uh, the way that God views them, which the good book actually has and shows, it will mention factual events uh, that happen. And then with your prayer and Holy Spirit, you see, uh, you're able to uh, start gathering. Uh, why was this done in this way? Or maybe you'll get an impression in the beginning about, ooh. That wasn't, you know, nice of that person to do. And yet when you're able to see the whole picture, you can see exactly why maybe the person who at first you may say, oh, that wasn't a nice thing to do, was the one that was doing, hey, the right thing. <laughs> you see, they actually were carrying out the right thing to do. And the individual that was maybe trying to characterize it otherwise, you see, uh, you can see was on the other side of the shoe or you see all the flip side of things really were the ones are not looking at the matter in the correct way. So again, we talk about uh, deep things of God. Okay. Now, sometimes in order to grasp the deep things of God in life, you can get uh, a different amount, you see, of experiences. You see, and there are some experiences, uh, really, it's like, unless you literally go through it, 
there's some knowledge that, uh, you know, some persons have decided upon themselves at times that, no, I'm not going to give or share this knowledge uh, with this person unless I know already they really experience a certain amount of trial in this area and gathered uh, what they were supposed to gather from it in the ways of not only wisdom, you see, but also the empathy behind such matters uh, to be able to, you see, uh, judge uh, situations even without, you see, unbiasedness. Okay. And uh, with that being said, there are some persons, you know, that before they even went through extended amount of deep spiritual training of understanding some of these matters from God, you know, if you were to really look at their spiritual resume, uh, which because, you know, persons who are often, um, you know, striving to be at peace and, and have humility and things of that nature, you will find that those persons especially, uh, would be along the lines of they just do everything that they're told and see, and that's the mindset that they're in. And yet you will find out at times, if you haven't found out already, you can do everything that you told and still there can be some, once again, enemies, if you will, of yours that will characterize you in such a way that even though you're strictly being obedient to what's being said, <laughs> by the time they get through, it'll look like you're actually rebelling against what is being said. Okay. And the way or the extent of time that passes by, uh, can be very long. You know, that expression comes to mind about, you know, a lie is already halfway around the world <laughs> before the truth even puts on one shoe or one boot, you see. And that, uh, is the case at times, you see. And then it takes a while for the truth to finally uh, get to uh, where, you know, it needs to be to people's ears. But what happens in the meantime with that? Uh, depending on where you're at in your knowledge and understanding of God, it can cause, uh, you know, um, a lot of damage or it can save you a lot of trouble, you see, by not getting caught up in such things. Once again, the deep matters of God helps you with thinking ability not to get caught up in such matters, okay? And to understand why things are this way or that way. But as I said before, uh, there are persons at times that before they will even go into such conversations, such an in-depth training, uh, they will look at your spiritual resume uh so to speak, at the time, just to see already uh, how you dealt with certain situations, how you felt about certain situations. Uh, what was the spiritual load uh, that you can carry? And I'm going to tell you, uh, there was one man that was picked for such training and his spiritual resume, which uh, very few people know about, 
he actually at one time, more than one time, his background was a management of large numbers of people. Yes, even by himself managed, if you will, hundreds of people at a time. When it came to security matters, he was placed in second in command, if you will, over thousands of people, you see, and a crew and things of that nature, more than once. When it came to giving accurate information and instruction, you see, to whether it was one to a hundred to thousands, this was his spiritual background. Well, with that being said, you know, when you have to be almost like a human resources department as well with finances and things of that nature, would you say such a person who had to do that for years would be dumb, would be uh, stupid, not intelligent or things of that nature? I'd leave that up to you uh, because, as you know, people can <laughs> make mistakes or what have you. But overall, with such a person, I still keep being picked year after year after year to do such things and carry out such matters. Well, not if someone really wants their business to continue to be successful. They're not going to keep somebody in that type of position. You see what I'm saying? But let's move on further because I started in the beginning with what I said. If a friend is looked at as a brother, then a brother is certainly looked at as a friend as well. And now let me hit a, or pontificate on a name, Esau. Esau. Have you heard of Esau? Well, Esau was a twin brother, if you will, of Jacob. And you know who Jacob became. Uh, he became once again Israel after contending with the angel, wrestling with uh, God's angel. And he received a blessing, okay? <clears throat> now, what happened in the beginning before even, you see, <clears throat> got to that point, if you will? Well, since Esau uh, came out of the womb first, <clears throat> you see, since he came out of the womb first, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, he had the right of the firstborn. He had the right of the firstborn. And so with that being said, uh, that meant he was going to uh, have a huge blessing. And one of them happens to be uh, the seed, you see, of the promised Messiah would come through his loins, if you will. Uh, great privilege God placed upon um, him. And yet you can see in one account where he sold his birthright, uh, he had no uh, really respect for the value of that birthright to sell it for just a cheap bowl of soup. Uh, granted, apparently the soup tastes real good, but it was nowhere worth the priceless, you see, cost of his birthright. That as the firstborn that God gave to him. And see, God knew this. And so when persons first read this account, 
they may look at it as when Jacob went to him um, and told him that, hey, you know, because he was coming back from the field, Esau, he was real hungry. And he so Jacob already prepared a nice bowl of soup. But Jacob told him, he said, you know, I'll give you this bowl of soup if you sell me your birthright. And so that may look like uh, Jacob uh, took advantage of the situation or exploited the situation or what have you. However, Jacob, as I told you before, especially even with his mother uh, helping him. uh, Remember, they grew up together. (laughs) They already knew of the personality, whether somebody viewed this in this way or that way. And then if that wasn't enough, if you read Genesis, start with Genesis chapter five and continue, uh, 25, I believe, and you continue, you will see that on top of that, when Esau was making this contractual agreement, if you will, he even said something that boy exposed uh, something of his heart. I mean, on a level, because remember, as imperfect humans, you can say anything and sometimes and you don't even mean it. Sometimes they call it wild talk. But let me tell you, this is what I mean when, you know, you hear me say there are some matters that are just sacred. There are some matters that is not funny. It really isn't funny. And when Esau stated that here I am starving, you know, when he came back from the field, here I am starving and what is this birthright going to do for me that I'm starving? Give me this bowl of soup. Yeah, I'm making this deal, this covenant, this contract with you that you give me that bowl of soup and I am exchanging it for your birthright. I mean, exchanging. I'm giving you my birthright in exchange for that bowl of soup. You see, that was a legal binding contract. Legal bound. And you see, conversation going on, uh, negotiations going on, if you will. And that was the final handshake, if you will. And yes, it was before God. God saw what was going on. And you can see the way that he expressed it. Because see, all he had to do is, as you know, if you value something, it's like, no, come on. Why are you going to even do that? It's like most people say, look, you keep your little bowl of soup or whatever. And, and you see what I'm saying? The point is, it wouldn't even cross somebody's mind to give up that prize birthright uh, position, gift, if you will, from God. Does that make sense to you? Okay. So, as you know, uh, well, many of you do know, once that contract was sealed, because it was uh, sealed, you see, in that way. Then when later, after Jacob had already gotten, you know, see the blessing from his father, Abraham, when Esau came in and see, and this is what's so interesting. Esau went and, um, you know, captured game and things of that nature to prepare, uh, to receive the blessing from Abraham, you know, who was, uh, had come of age that he was getting ready to go all the ways of the earth. You see, sleep and death. That's where Abraham was going. And so it was time to give the blessing, you see, to Esau. And Esau went 
you know, doing what normally would have been, hey, a regular, you see, <laughs> uh, part of uh, responsibility before you get the blessing for that culture and things of that nature, you know, go make a good meal and everything um, for his father. And what happened is, even though he went through that routine, that would have been a part of just before he was going to receive, you see, uh, the portion or the blessing from his father, you see, uh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And so Abraham, when Esau went into him, Abraham told him, he said, I already gave that blessing away. I already gave it, you see. And you can read the details behind it. And some of the details behind it, like I told you, is what makes some persons upset. But I'm just want to get to the part again, that why do you think uh, again, all of this, uh, was allowed or even orchestrated as people have brought out by God, because you could see already Esau did not have that appreciation or value for his right as firstborn. That was very obvious. And even at the point of Abraham getting ready to go all the way of the earth, when Abraham said, you know, I don't have that first portion, that blessing to give you, I already gave it away. Then guess what Esau did? It said he started crying and he became very bitter, you see. And here's the deep things of God that are, see, that would be brought out at times that when you read the rest of the account and heard how upset Esau was, was, Guess what Esau even um, stepped over into then? He stepped over in his heart, even to a spirit of Cain. You heard about Cain and Abel? What did Cain do? Remember, Cain struck Abel down, his brother, you see? And so Esau made expressions that, hey, Jacob and his mother knew to take very serious that, yeah, this man, his spirit has really become agitated to the point where he crossed over to that same spirit of Cain. Now, see, isn't that something? Showing even so much more so why he was disqualified from the blessing. You understand that? You see that? The perceptive readers that, it, that now that you're on the James Poe Artistry production, <laughs> podcast. And so see with that perceptive readers, this is what, you know, you gotta, uh, you gotta keep in mind, even with a good spirit that many of you show, you see, sometimes it has nothing to do with whether a person is, uh, you know, forgiving you for this or that, or what have you at times. When it comes to contracts, and that's what you know I always emphasize, when it comes to contracts, whether it with people you don't know or family, you make sure you're able to be a part of the process of negotiations. Now, that's one thing if, once again, you have, uh, you know, you see, uh, whether it's a power of attorney in a medical way or other types of uh, attorneys in business and things. See, that's uh, this is all part of the structure, but there is somebody you're able to communicate with 
and ask questions back and forth, you see, for a well-informed decision. And if you're one of those persons, which you know I am one of those persons that realize about these things, no one has that authority to just speak for you and you still don't know how these types of decisions and things that are being made that are that important. So remember, the only way this happens sometimes is if they can mischaracterize you as if you're inept, as if you're not of your right frame of mind, if you're stupid or what have you, because, you know, such things has happened. So you've had persons at times that have been mischaracterized in such a way that that's how people were able to usurp and take certain things from them, take authority, take their power from them, where once again, if persons would have did their due diligence and their due process, they would have found out, oh no, this person is very much of sound mind in this area or that way. You see, so that's why there can even be certain judgments that are made at times where people will say, see, this is found on this net. And then once you go through and you see all the negligence and the process and this and that, it's like, no, all of this is overturned. All of it. Because when processes are not followed correctly and things, and they, that's where a lot of mistakes uh, get made. Uh, that's where a lot of, uh, like I said, other uh, very uh, mischievous and underhanded things are done, you see. And so, once again, the deep things of God, which you learn, you see, about what the Holy Spirit, you carry out matters in the way that God outlines, even for the Christian congregation. And guess what? It will head off a lot of long-term hurt and pain. And even what some people would say, bruise ego if persons have that problem as well, you see. Think about it. If a friend can be considered a brother, then how much more so a brother being considered a friend? Never should we treat our friendships or our brother of the same value that Esau showed for his birthright. See, never should we do that. And um, I just thought I'll share with you, perceptive readers, uh, always whether you have a website, and that's what I really want to emphasize, if you have a website or what have you, Make sure you have in your sidebar, so you can see again where I'm going with this, somewhere, a link or what have you, that a person can really click on and get a response from you or someone who really does have your heartfelt, honest, strict authority to speak for you, to get the ball rolling in this way or that way. Do you see the wisdom in this? All right. Um, it will continue to 
help you to, like I said, have a good business, a good relations with persons, and at the very least, a understanding of where this person is coming from or that um, person is coming from. And I will close in, in saying this. Remember, I said this before. Anybody who is automatically just thrown into this type of uh, no contact, you see, no communication with this person or that person. All I got to say is this, from what you know from me, you know, I don't work that way. I don't work that way. Um, uh, once again, you see, you can sometimes just go along. Well, okay, I know this is what is being said about this situation, that situation at times or what have you. And, I, you know, I give it a little bit of time. But I have found in my experience at times that the reason why persons were ostracized in this way or that way is because a great travesty was being carried out on their person, their finances or what have you. You see, you in your affirmations, if you were in prayer every day, you know, you want to be of the frame of mind. If this person is my brother, if this person is my friend, I can't go off third party and hearsay of this matter or that matter. How do you not know that in the, once again, un, uh, what some people may consider unorthodox way that Jacob got his, you see, blessing of the firstborn, it was unorthodox for sure. But who did God still bless? Yes, it was Jacob. And then even in the book of Hebrews, God stated, which may be something new for you to hear, that he hated Esau. And there's something, did you know that? God said he hated Esau. And he hated him because he did not value that great privilege of the firstborn. Uh, to have the seed come to his land or spiritual matters for that, you know, for that case. And so I'm here to share with you today. Keep this in mind. No matter how much you may also like a person, you know, love a person, personality, uh, like working with them or what have you. There will be times and seeing that's one of the reasons why you have to communicate in a clear way at times. There may be times that you may be actually wanting or desiring something that is still not even in that person's, you see, uh, role or even authority to give to you, you see. But you're not going to find that out at times if you don't uh, correspond and communicate directly yourself. That works for the sage. That works for wise people. Hopefully it will continue or in the future work for you. Thank you for being here on this James Poirot Street Productions this week. You have a very wonderful day.